Hello everyone, um, welcome to another episode of the Open Africa podcast. Uh, with me, I have the usual suspects, Laulu and Nusa. Hey guys. Hello everyone. Hi. So today, um, there are a couple of things we, want, we will be talking about. The first of them is money. So money is a new tech startup that is offering users a platform to basically pull all their financial services data into one place and be able to view, I guess, and monitor that information. Thoughts on that? Um, so I really like the, I signed up, I signed up for the waitlist. Um, I, I like the way it looks. Like, I think it's a very nice look from, I mean, from the screens that we should share. I like the idea, but I just don't think it is, I think it's a feature, not a product. Yeah, I I am I agree. You know, I think it it will be better served as a feature within like a like maybe a digital banking proposition or maybe like a card product, something that really is the main value driver. And then you have um, like your PFM as an enabler of that or like a value add, you know, to that to that ma- main value proposition. So. Yeah. No, it has to be like aggregation plus. It can't just be aggregation. Like if if you say you look abroad, there's Curve that has done the Curve card and they've done they've done like the premium the metal card with like premium benefits. There's Mint who has done what's it called like credit scoring, advanced budgeting, yeah. and all of that. Yes. Everybody has like to be extra. So the question here for the money guys is what what are customers paying for exactly? Like so how are you going to make money off this platform? So is this going to be just a charity thing where people can see all their transactions and then you layer on like a PFM thing? Or yes. you know, you know loud if 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 they if they will be able to like maybe have a transacting leg to it, or maybe you can pull maybe if they will let you pull value across your money across your different accounts and then do a transaction from their side i think that will be like a great product to have and then you do your pfm thing as a as as a value-added service but, because yeah I mean, even if you even if you add the transaction thing it, it gets tough because okay say you want to do you can do transfers from money yeah you can transfer from a bank account how much will money make on that trans- transfer fee is it going to be more expensive? Because if your normal bank is charging you the standard 10, 10 25, 50, they can, yeah. they money, money is making API calls to run that, to run that thing, their aggregation yeah. they're paying for. They're going to make API calls to make that transfer for you. So those API calls cost money. How yeah. do you how do you now make your own profit inside that? Offset that cost and make your own money, yeah. I get. I mean, it's 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 challenging for for them, you know, because even the PFM product in itself is great when it's free. Everybody uses it, but no, sir, you are probably the most open-minded person I know when it comes to new tech. Would you pay for a PFM solution today? I've never, like, I've never, <laughs> I've never paid for a PFM thing, and I would. I mean, I think I've paid like two ninety nine once for one. 
phone budgeting app like I got a while ago. But that was a moment of weakness. Like, because it's, it's, if you're aggregating my aggregating my account, is not a problem I'm willing to pay for. I mean, it's inconvenient that I have many accounts because I'm always opening accounts to see what my enemies are doing. But managing <laughs> everything in one place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I wish I wish the money guys all the best. We'll we'll use your your products and yeah, hopefully they have other stuff planned for us. Because yeah. it's one of those things you have to ask yourself when when you're talking to when you're talking to like when you're building your product is like when you're talking to customers and you're trying to build your products, it's okay, this is a problem. How much does this problem cost you? Exactly. Are you willing to pay to not have the problem? It's not even that. It's like, it's not necessarily even are you willing to pay. Currently, how do you solve the problem? So if it's a problem customers are not even solving for and they're not going through any kind of inconvenience to solve for in their personal life, then it might not be something that you want to try and ask them to pay for. Yeah, because people tell you anything. It's like, yeah. oh, it's nice. I would like to have an app that combines my bank account together. Hey. Then when you give them a bill of 1,000 naira a month, they're like, ah, relax. Calm down. <laughs> That's, it's too cost. <laughs> Can't it be free? Especially with yeah. Niger- Nigerians can be so price sensitive. Oh my God. And I am in, yes, I guess the country is somehow, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think if your BRT tickets went up from two fifty to one k, won't you be price sensitive? Eh? No comment. (laughs) No comment. Anyways, moving on swiftly, (laughs) Uh, we've seen the rise of a couple of escrow startups in the market, Um, and Basicash has been there for quite some time, and we're seeing these new guys list by who are offering users the opportunity to not just you know not just providing escrow services but giving customers the opportunity to set up like your shop on list buy and manage your orders and all of that and then you know with the escrow as an underlying feature i know now i know so you guys had the head-to-head once upon a time about you know service or feature i mean it's 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 still like the like the money conversation you know, Nosa doesn't believe that escrow services are a product. He thinks they're a feature that you should add to something else. Um, but I think that the trust problem that plagues e-commerce in Nigeria or the general lack of trust, you know, like I think it's big enough that it's enough of an issue that an escrow service can be a product. But that's not to say that I don't see the point in like making licensing money and selling to like a Jumia or a Konga or somebody. So, so the thing like, with um, with escrow is, imagine if Haystack or Flutterwave built had like an escrow feature, then it becomes more valuable. Or if Jumia or Konga had an escrow feature, then it becomes more valuable because they have they have like the distribution. People are already using it. But like this is yeah. like guy now. I have to use to sell my product on this bag. Like I have to use them for me to like get value out of escrow. 
And who is going on this bike to, you know, to buy the stuff? stuff. Oh. Yeah. So the thing is that there's no harm in building a startup that you can sell to, you know, bigger boys in the market and nicely move on with your cash. You know, because that could if be that's your play. Yeah. If that's your strategy, then then that's fine. Um but I, I mean no no sacarium. So like so the whole thing is that they help you or build a store for what's it called for easy shop like you're basically building your own like website and you can sell your stuff on it and it's powered by this brand. The person that has a problem with not receiving their money is not, not the merchant. The person that has a problem is the person that's trying to buy. That's why they are doing pay on delivery. Let me just see it. Yeah. So my point is that <sighs> moment it's going to be it's going to be tough anyway to to build or to scale because what i was going to say was that if you were using the people that have this problem to drive suppliers i said suppliers to drive the vendors or the or the merchants to that platform then it will make sense and if you made it like a straightforward simple thing oh i'm about to pay you but do you use um Vesicash, it was your name. And then they say, okay, I'll send you a Vesicash account, that sort of thing. And then it, like an escrow agreement is then set up at that point. So when I receive my value, you receive your payment. It could work, but I think it will be tough anyway. Yeah. I think ultimately and those are my thoughts, yeah. Not to be great with one of the big boys in the payment space, perhaps that are powering all these transactions then you know it could be a real like it could be a lot easier to basically integrate it into customers current like buying habits you know because changing how people do things can be like a long journey um, versus just finding you to insert yourself into like the existing processes that people are accustomed to yeah and it could be insert and pivot yeah i don't want to i don't want to sound like i'm a hater but (laughs) <laughs> it's hard like it's, it's tough mm-hmm. it's, 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 definitely it's, it's very it's very very tough because yeah. I, I feel like escrow is more of like an enterprise product than a customer facing product so if you're thinking escrow you now have to build a customer facing product and the thing is, to be honest, yeah, doing business in Nigeria is hard enough. Like, you don't want to now go and start building a product that you even struggle, first of all, with the getting your users, dealing with the ex- like, if I clearly not talk about doing business in Nigeria, let me just focus. Um, I mean, you your cook would business in Nigeria, well, so I, I mean. In other news, CBN is coming for everybody. Not really. I mean, so the new GSI mandate. So GSI is the Global Standing Instruction Mandate um, that CBN is implementing from the 1st of August, where basically um, banks have the opportunity to sign up for the service. And if you're a serial borrower and a serial OA, uh, organizations now have the freedom to debit you from all your banks. Um as a as an ex-banker like 
Yeah, I think as, as, a, as an ex-what? Ex-banker, my dear. Now I'm just a bank worker. There's a difference. Yeah, you're a banker. If you want to be a banker, you're a banker. Not really, but okay. As someone who has, as someone who has worked in commercial banking and done active credit and active lending, like it's really great news because at some point, Nigeria, some Nigerian business, and this to be fair, they are the minority. They don't account for all Nigerian businesses, but. Nigerian, some Nigerian businesses take the piss. I know of a certain business that was only like four people at the same time and four different banks at the same time. And he just didn't care. His business wasn't struggling. He just decided that he wasn't going to pay because he wasn't happy with the state of the country. That sort of person is is the ideal candidate to test this GSI thing on. You know, because what happened is that he just moved all his operations to a different bank and was then working with them. And then all the four other banks now had to like unify to be chasing him and be begging him to pay back, you know, that sort of thing. So I think it's great. I know that there are conditions around it. Like you can't just wake up tomorrow and say you want to debit somebody's um, I mean, accounts. yeah, the, the, the person has to, the account has to be like MPL. Yeah, so yeah it has be- to be a non-performing loan. And then you probably bring all your evidence, the bad credit check, the loan account statements, and all of that. Yeah, but so it's very welcome. It's just for individuals. I'm sure the CBN is, you know, gathering the insights to then come up with the version for corporates. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's very... But they, I think this, this I, for me, I think this is one of the most amazing things CBN has done. <laughs> Because it's for so many credit businesses or like lending for anybody that's trying to make money off lending. This has, I mean, you will still build your fancy risk model and okay, okay, go, but this allows you to be less strict. Yeah, yeah, and it it does open up opportunities. I see what you're saying, Losa. You know, being able to lend a bit more freely. Yeah, it's like what's it called when I borrow credit from MTN. MTN doesn't have to worry because am I going to run away from my phone number because I borrowed 500 naira credit from MTN? Or will I just eventually pay so I can continue using my phone? I mean, there will be people that think, oh, okay, I'll, I'll get missing. But the stress, the cost of getting that missing every time versus the cost of just paying back MTN. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, are you going to stop using bank accounts because you owe one bank? You can't. So ah, just I, don't I don't want to test Nigerian shall. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't like, think I, I don't I, think you can live without a bank account over five years. Like you just like, you you and exactly now, if you're if you're a bank person and you do banking transaction thing, I feel like if you owed your if you owed a rent money fifty k. You say you are not paying again and you just need it. Well, when you know when money can access your salary account, your salary account, they don't have to ask you for that check. They don't have to give you ask you for a what's it called the Zay post the set check at the authorities that they collect at the yeah. beginning to guarantee that you pay. They don't have to ask you for that because you know that when once you're MPO, they'll just report that debit your account from wherever. But that was your business. Yeah. 
I feel like the people who will enjoy this the most are people who frequently learn to the really rich guys because those are the ones that default anyhow and the bottom of the market as well those people that default on 5k loans and 3k loans i think lending should be a bit sorry i mean what's it called even for guys like us like the middle class it's good for us because a lot of us we are we're not fully included Definitely. We're not fully included in the system because we don't. We have, we don't. Most of us don't really take credit because credits. Yeah, we're underbanked. We're underbanked in that regard. So it, it will now open more guys to be able to lend to us because they know that they don't have to worry about different things for for even like salary domiciliation. Yes. Yes. I was. Go- I was going to mention that. People that don't have like structured like jobs, like if you're a, like, like an entrepreneur, you don't really have like a salary from the company. It's easier to lend to that guy because you know that that guy has bank accounts. Yeah, and they are linked via BVN, so wherever it is, leads will find it. Exciting times! Exciting times! Quite, quite exciting times. I feel like yeah, I'm sure like lenders are breathing quite deeply and relief, you know. Because yeah, Nigerians or people in general actually can just be dodgy when it comes to credit. It's going to be a mad scramble, shall let me say. Yeah. Like that first of August. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine so the number of, of requests. First of August is first needs. of August is where you start like applying for the stuff. It's go live. Go, go live. Yes. I'm sure people are already <laughs> writing letters by Today, as we speak, I'm, draft, I'm drafting my email. I'm drafting my email to send to them. That big. <laughs> F, F, F somebody. <laughs> and the final thing we'll talk about today is FX scarcity situation. It's, you know, it, come, it, it keeps coming up. And I mean, I guess it's because as a country, we rely heavily on imports. And that has like an adverse effect on the value of our currency um but it's a situation where i mean we don't really produce much here so a lot of people have to rely on bring it like everybody pretty much a lot of like if even the most basic things in your home i think it was it wasn't until maybe three four years ago that people started making to speak here you know so yeah yeah so the fx scarcity seems to be like a recurring issue and banks keep you know reducing and increasing their limits you know to try and manage their positions yeah, it's what happens when you're heavily exposed to to a commodity with falling prices in the market, you know, with our oil like, and our oil exports. This is like is, um, recent, was, was it a couple of years ago that this happened again? 2015, 2016, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the usual thing, they've already split cash fx deposits versus wire fx deposits so i'm sure if you're a gtbank customer now the dumb account that you funded with can dollar you bought on black market you can't really use it for anything all you can do is withdraw it and convert it to error again so they've they've locked they've locked out that 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 part then there's also local dumb account transfers you can transfer to 
another dumb account. Unless it's within the same bank and it's in this, it's the same account name. So it's they're they're really squeezing. They're really squeezing, squeezing. Yeah, yeah and it's all, it's all in a bit to manage our, our position. You know, at this point in time, I I just I I, I want to believe that the people in charge of this economy, like they probably know more about managing an, an economy than me. But it seems like there are like two sides, you know. There are the people managing the economy that are that are trying to do a dirty float and control and manage the exchange rates in the market. And there is everyone else, every other qualified person in the country that is talking about it. And they're saying, you know what, open up your economy and just float your currency. So I really don't... This thing is it's hard to talk about without coming across as condescending, you know. No, the year is 2020. What are you doing? Because my, my big thing is like a lot of technology companies that have um, dollar costs, like paying for stuff like AWS, and paying for, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. It's going to hit you. Like, I mean, to be fair, I feel like they, they should still qualify for from A's. I mean, Janice, because how do you, even from, from A, how do you do it from A to pay for to a website? Pay on Amazon. That's your, your actually right. Genius, and it's usually something where you link a debit card to it and it just debits you. Yeah. So it's like you're basically yeah. going to hours of this. Can you give me an invoice? I need give me an invoice. Money. I need to wire this money to you. That's not a standard like means of payment for these things. It's like it's literally beg you have to beg. Yeah. Because if they're reducing it to five hundred naira single transaction, or be monthly limit. Monthly limit five hundred dollars. Yeah. Hundred dollars. You finish that thing fast. In fact, it might not even be enough. So it now becomes it's now becomes you are stranded unless it's unless it's naira denominated. And the, another disgusting thing again is with um, there's this regulation about like when it comes down to software and tech services. Like is there yeah, a drain uh, alternative? No tap. Exactly, yeah. Tar. You now start saying, uh, I look for a local alternative now. But it, for software, it doesn't always translate like that. Local alternative that's uh, off tomorrow. <laughs> and they so just change their about, URL and move on. I think it's like a good opportunity for like butter and wallets and even Everson. Everson is doing um, FX. It's a good opportunity for, for them. To like take advantage of this, but even then, how about crypto? Crypto, a crypto set, a crypto, a crypto service that will that will help you export in quotes your your naira to a foreign to a foreign position, and then you can make your payment from that position. Ah, it's possible. It's just the person that building the crypto service just has to have that foreign position. Which is hard to to have if you're a crypto service. So like I, I looked into it once. No Americans can't do like a virtual bank account or a virtual debit card in America if you have like a crypto business. They're not going to bank it. Fascinating. Yeah, I guess it's an opportunity for people to solve for. But in the meantime, businesses are crying because you know 
their costs are going up as the FX as our exchange rate works. Um, yeah, I mean that's it for today's episode. Thanks, Laulu and Nusa. Um, and thank you for listening to Open Africa podcast. And we'll catch you on the next episode. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys.